0: think, knowing about Southern etiquette is one of the most important parts of stepping foot into Southern society. So here's a little primer on one aspect of Southern life for your edification. This piece is called Southern Etiquette. Perusing one of my favorite cookbooks, Being Dead is No Excuse, I was once again amused by the page on appropriate flowers to send for a funeral. Well, I guess I should back up and let you know that this cookbook is all about what food should be brought to the deceased home after a funeral. The recipes are passed down from generation to generation, as evidenced by the names such as like-to-dyed potatoes containing cornflakes, hash browns, and cheddar cheese soup. This name says exactly what you're thinking right now, which would be good grief, what professes to be one of the first things to be eaten. This wonderful cookbook with the unlikely name, written entirely by Southerners, lets you know the what, when, where, and how of comfort after a loved one passes. There are admittedly some obvious entrees here, as in acceptable flowers, either sent to the mortuary or to the home. Under no conditions whatsoever, do you want to ever send gladiolers or carnations, either with or without glitter? I mean, stating the obvious, <laughs> really? Ditto eternal or artificial flowers. Although they are beginning to gain some traction in parts of the South, peopled by a younger generation. Suggested as a beautiful tribute is a white standing spray in the shape of a cross. But I believe this to be, or should be, almost obsolete, with the exception of a very small town where all the inhabitants know the religious preferences of each other. As I leaf through this treasure, I noticed a couple of recipes for tomato aspic, a decidedly Southern dish. While I love a spicy aspic myself, I'm not sure I'd feel comfortable having everyone know I'd brought that dish. Also, and most important in my opinion, there was no reference whatsoever to the fact that any aspic mold would never hold up in the summer. Within minutes, even in air conditioning, the platter would be awash in an unrecognizable tomato covered sea. Ugh, oh, most unattractive. One of the things we're known for in the South is pimento cheese. It's a simple recipe, really, using cheddar cheese, and please grate this yourself, pimentos and mayonnaise. Some recipes in this book suggest adding your own embellishments. I do not recommend this. That's just against the rules. No one will ever wax rhapsodic about your hot pimento cheese with bacon or the fact that you added Durkee's famous sauce. Just leaves well enough alone, if you don't mind. The same goes for a good relish tray. No funeral's complete without a complement of pickles, olives, okra, accompanied by a selection of carefully cut celery, carrots, and possibly cucumber. If you feel you must make a statement for yourself with this dish, you may cut your vegetables into the shape of flowers. Now, cakes and most sweets comprise a large portion of any after-funeral table. Therefore, this is the time to break out family heirloom recipes like sad cake, or Julia Morgan Hayes Hall's Toffee. I know to you, if you're new to the South, we always use every one of our names. Can't die without a caramel cake speaks for itself, as does Christopher Blake's return to normalcy shrimp mousse. While I can vouch for the cake, which is delicious, even if you're not a fan of caramel cake, which I'm not, I hesitate to say I think a shrimp mousse would return me to any sense of normalcy. Moose in itself is just an abnormal concoction, in my opinion. And that brings me to timing. One should not be late to and after funeral gathering, nor should one stay overlong. One is expected to pay one's respects to the deceased's family, speak politely to several others, preferably not necessarily people you would normally associate with. This is to ensure others not in your social group can attest to your attendance although it is not polite to hover over the table bursting with food one cannot control certain male members of one's own family and consequently they must be corralled and shepherded out of the room before they consume all the freshly cooked shrimp with cocktail sauce my own mother used to have this dish at the farthest end of her dining room pa- table when she had a party just for my father who rarely left what he considered to be his station during a party. And now that you're aware of proper etiquette, I hope you feel confident in hosting gatherings at your own home, whether after a funeral or for a more joyous occasion. If you're lucky enough to know any Southern women, you can rest assured you can count on them to apprise you of any lapses in judgment. Although, always in the Southern way of mentioning it obliquely, and trusting you will figure out what they meant. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining too. Don't forget to subscribe and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well... I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.